Hello, everybody. What's up? We are here together, and today, in this episode, we're going to be talking about how we got engaged and discovered that our church pre-Cana weekend wasn't nearly enough to prepare our relationship for marriage, and what we had to do to, in our relationship, to come into our marriage with confidence and clarity. And that is today's topic. So let us cue music. Let's go. The real question is this: How can you be more intentional in your relationship before the wedding day, so you can live out a Christ-centered marriage that doesn't just survive, but thrives? Welcome to the Journey to Marriage show. We are your hosts and relationship coaches. Rafi and Sarah Fiolino. We believe that if it takes almost a decade to prepare for the priesthood, then a single course or retreat isn't nearly enough to prepare for a lifelong marriage. We help couples like you enter into your marriage vocation with confidence through developing your relationship. We're glad you're here. Now let's get started. Welcome to the Journey to Marriage show. It's episode three, three, and we're here together. Yes, together forever, hey, together hey, forever. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so, how did you feel like the first your episode went with you just being by yourself? Oh man, it was strange. Yeah, but I'm glad we're together now. Yeah, me too. Like forever. Forever, because that's what our marriage is—a lifelong one. <laughs> so true, and I think, like for me, I was a little—it was kind of hard, like to go back to the past and like really think about like what I was feeling when that breakup happened. But I'm proud of you for being so vulnerable yeah. and sharing your story with everyone. We had to. I mean, we both had to go through a lot of stuff. And challenges with our faith, with our relationship, with our lives, in order for us to have this marriage. Be where that we, we are. Yeah. So we're super blessed, and yeah. So what are we gonna be talking about, Sarah? We are going to be talking about our courtship, which led to an amazing engagement. Yeah. So let's kind of talk about how our courtship went. So you could get started. I want to hear a little bit about. Well, when you asked me to like hey you want to be in this courtship together i was a little hesitant but i was excited because i really liked you but then i also thought to myself like i'm not enough you are older than me i've never been with someone older and i just felt like you were smarter than me and you were more devout in your faith and I felt like I was way at the bottom, like far away from where you were at. Um, but you never made me feel like inadequate or anything. It was just a personal fear. Yeah, I think I think that's like supernatural too, because I felt that same way too when I was like discerning the priesthood and discerning courtship. And initially, I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't go into a courtship with Sarah because I'm probably gonna destroy her heart, like the other girl that I did with, and. Um, I had like all these like bad beliefs, but then like I felt that sense of peace about this decision after that uh, discernment retreat that I talked about in my in the first episode. Mm-hmm. That you know what, this is 
I feel like this is what God's calling me to do. Like I feel the peace and we got, I asked you to enter to a courtship with me, which I've never done before. Like <laughs> it sounds like super like formal, right? Like, would you like to enter into a courtship? It was. And I always know when you're going to like ask a question because you always build up to it. You're telling me all these great qualities about me and then you pop the question and that's how you propose as well. Yeah, it was a uh, nerve wracking, but it was amazing. And we're so glad, I mean, where we're at right now because of that amazing event. So let's talk about our courtship because I know it's it was a lot different than how we did our relationships in the past. Definitely, because from the beginning... We were like, okay, we're together because we're trying to discern if this relationship is fruitful and if we're going to be marrying one another. Mm, see, and that's one of the things that was missing in when I was engaged the first time. Like, I wasn't thinking about that. Like, we didn't even think about, like, really marriage and planning our wedding and stuff like that we were we just thought like i thought it was just like the next step of a relationship and yeah we talked about that in the in the first episode but yeah like once we got into our courtship we were very like intentional like mm -hmm. we were thinking already about like marriage I, I think the one thing i remembered as soon as we entered into courtship we prayed remember that mm -hmm. yeah i was like hey do you want to enter into a courtship with me because um, we knew that that was like for the intention of discerning marriage. And after that, we, we we came together and I was like, hey, let's pray. Let's pray for our relationship. Let's pray to do God's will in our yeah. relationship. And again, that was that something that you've ever done in your no. past? No. I didn't really pray with the people I dated before. Yeah. So it was really unique, but super powerful. And I'm glad that we started like our courtship that way with God in the center because um, we feel like that was missing in our past relationships. Mm -hmm. And I remember every month we would have a check-in with each other. Be like, hey, oh. are you? do you still feel called to this relationship? And we'll just be like, yep, cool, let's continue. Yeah, I mean, it was super intentional. Like we really felt like this was like our time to discern if we were called to marriage. So we would like have these conversations like, hey, you feeling ca still called a marriage with me? Um, and like these conversations were really intentional. Um, and it was because everything we did during that month, building up to the end of the month checkup, we were being intentional with trying yeah. to learn about each other. Ooh, and how did we do that? Well, we read books and we asked a lot of questions and we also put ourselves in different situations. So like going on double dates, talking to other married couples. We did ministry together. We worked out together to see like how much of a crybaby I am <laughs> when we're lifting weights. Yeah, things like that helped us see each other in different ways. Yeah. And you wiped, uh, you, you changed the, a dirty diaper Oh, yeah. I had never changed a diaper before, but we went to dinner with your friends, right? Yeah. Your friends. And then the diaper had to be changed. So I volunteered. I was like, I'll do it. 
And my mom was with us too, so she came to the bathroom with me because she's like, Sarah's never changed a diaper before. Does she know what she's doing? Um, but I just wanted to impress Rafi. I'm I'm a suitable spouse. I could be a future mom. Yeah. Let me change this diaper. <laughs> yeah, and like on my perspective, I was like, wow, that's amazing. It worked. Yeah, she she totally hooked me right there <laughs> but we, we were like super intentional in our courtship like doing things and putting ourselves in experiences to really get to know each other on a deeper level we were asking the hard questions we were reading the books that prompted us about like our faith and like what we believe what our stances are um and it really allowed us to kind of like go a lot faster in the process of discerning that marriage was the right thing mm -hmm. because we got to know each other like even like our past struggles like in the first month of our courtship like we were talking about some really deep stuff yeah um, i feel like we learned so much about each other which is why you were confident enough mm -hmm. to ask me to marry you and we were only dating for 10 months yeah until I proposed, Ay. right? So a lot of it, thank goodness, like the only reason why we got to that point was really putting Christ in the center of our relationship. Mm -hmm. One thing is we would go to adoration every Sunday. Yep. Like every Sunday evening, we would do a holy hour during our courtship, praying specifically for like discerning God's will and being open to that. Like if it wasn't God's will, like marriage then for him to let us know but it was through like this like us praying together just keeping christ at the center and frequenting the sacraments mm -hmm. i remember that like on the weekends before we go on our date adventure we would go to mass first yeah so that was like a game changer for sure and um we felt like that was the right way to do it so 10 months pass and I decided on April 1st, to 2018, fool me. <laughs> to fool her into marrying this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I proposed to her. It was, it was Easter Sunday as well. Yeah. Not just April Fool's Day. Yeah, it was Easter Sunday. So that tritium leading up to the engagement, I was at a Benedictine monastery, actually. I was away from Sarah because I knew I felt called to marry her. I had the ring, but I just wanted to pray and just be still and really know that the sense of peace is what God is leading us to in this next step of our relationship. And that's what I felt those three days. So on Sunday, do you want to talk about that? How, how I proposed to you? Well, we went to adoration like we always did. And... <laughs> <laughs> Rafi said he had to leave because his stomach wasn't feeling well and I thought oh he has to go poop <laughs> <laughs> so then he was just like I'll meet you outside I was like okay so I was finishing up my prayers and then I go outside to wait by the car but on the car there is an open bible an open journal mm. um, LED candles and music playing and then he had me read um part of the journal and it led me to the grotto of our blessed mother 
where he was waiting with his guitar and starting to serenade me. Hey, what song was I singing? Perfect by Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yes, man. That, and I was like, this, I was so nervous, you guys. Like, I was like forgetting all the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I practiced that song so much. But then when it came to, when I saw her, I felt like everything just like blanked. Oh my gosh, this is the girl that I'm about to propose to. And I'm so nervous. But it was such a beautiful moment to do it in that with Christ in the center, right? After praying and doing it in front of our Blessed Mother um, and really just sharing my love for you and how I felt. And we felt it that this was mutual too. Like we've been talking about it. Throughout our courtship, like, hey, are you still feeling like we're called to marriage? Throughout our whole courtship, and we knew this was right, and boom, we were engaged. And then we prayed. Yeah, we prayed again. So the beginning of our courtship, we prayed, and through our whole relationship, uh, we were praying. And after that, we went into our experience of preparing for marriage. Well, as a woman, you get very excited about the wedding first. Oh, yeah. Um, that night, I could not sleep. <laughs> I was pinning a thousand pins on Pinterest. And I was probably up until maybe three or four, even though I had work the next what? day. Um, I was just so excited. I was like, I'm engaged. I'm going to have my dream wedding. And I was just so excited to begin that journey, that part of our journey together, our Ooh. journey to marriage. Yeah, yeah. And I was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I was so tired, like just like after everything these past couple of days, I was tired, but super excited at the same time. But then you found out. Oh, yeah. To leave. Yeah. So we got we got engaged. And then like that, I think that same week I yep. went back to work. I was still serving in the military at the time. And one of my superiors came to me and he's like, hey, you're deploying. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I've never deployed before. He's like, yep, you are deploying with us, actually. And right now it might be a short one, about two weeks, but it might actually end up being six months. And I was freaking out about it. I talked about it in our first in my first episode, just like the uncertainty because we had to do pre-cana we like in our parish we had to get in, we had to be engaged for at least 6 months right mm -hmm. to get married in the church yep. so if we if i were to deploy for 6 months that would just like prolong the time of us getting married um so i was freaking out about that but we did yeah we found a engaged encounter weekend yeah. asap yeah. And we had to go to a different island to do it because there was none on Oahu. So we mm -hmm. traveled to the island of Kauai. Yeah. So we went to Kauai and it was such a beautiful time. I miss Hawaii so much. Um, Me too. So when we went to Brikena, do you want to kind of like share the experience? Yeah. There's a lot of other couples, mm -hmm. um, married couples as well, to talk to us covering different topics and they had breakout sessions where we could talk about these topics maybe like 15 minutes i think they gave us but there was never enough time 
mm-hmm. because you and I like to talk. Yeah. About our relationship. And we just wanted, when we were super intentional, that's how we were through our whole relationship. We like communicating and being super open, vulnerable. So that was a really good time. And uh, we were we were excited to be there. Yeah. Because we sure. were so in love, you know, I know. and engaged. Engaged. So great. Um, but yeah, we learned a lot about what we need to do, right? Yep. And we hear this from everybody, like all the married couples, once we got engaged, like, oh, what's the, what's the recipe for a successful marriage? To communicate more. To always consult with your partner first. Yeah. To never go to sleep angry. Yeah. To do all these things. But how? Nobody knows. That was what the problem was. Like, we went through this three-day weekend understanding the strategy and, like, the recipe. But no one told us, like, how to do that. Like, what does healthy communication look like in a relationship? Like, how do you, when you're in conflict in a relationship, how do you de-escalate that quickly mm-hmm. so you don't build res- resentment in your relationship? How do you set budgets and talk about finances as a couple so it doesn't destroy your relationship? Like, we didn't talk about the tactics because, again, it was only so Yeah, was there wasn't enough time. Yeah. But they did give a lot of resources at the on the back of the booklet. But how many people are going to refer to that after the weekend you know after the retreat high goes down yeah so after that we left we left the the retreat and then we also did another part of our pre-cana with a priest mm-hmm. remember that we did a questionnaire and with one of one of our um chaplains and <laughs> it was pretty interesting right like we did an assessment and then we we sat down with him for what about an hour? Mm-hmm. Yeah, about an hour to go over our differences. Yeah, we talked about like the hard conversations and all these things, our differences. But but we were pretty prepared because yeah. we had talked about all those things <laughs> yep. before. Yep, during our courtship and yeah, and that was about it. It was about an hour conversation, and then we never had any follow up with him. Like he was kind of like okay. That's good to go. Yeah. So we're just kind of like, now what? Yeah. We still didn't feel like equipped. Like who's going to teach us like the tactics? So what did we do instead? Uh, Well, like what we did during our courtship, we continued reading books and continued asking each other questions because you can't know everything about your partner. You can probably know close to most, but there's always something new to learn. Yeah. And in regards to like reading books, we knew this whole like age old advice that success leaves clues. There's a reason and there's a formula for a successful marriage and there's married couples and experts that know these things. They've done the studies of what are the habits that you need in a relationship for it, not just to survive, but to thrive. And we were so eager to finding out what were those habits, what were the skills they needed that we needed to know to to create an awesome and thriving marriage. And we were, we were reading the books. We went to courses, right? We went to like this financial workshop mm-hmm. to learn how to like do finances together, like the things that it was missing in our pre-cana 
um, all these tactical things. We found mentor couples that were teaching us and really guiding us. And we're just putting, we're just learning a lot more about our relationship and all the different facets, finances, communication. Rather just focusing on the wedding planning, which is Mm -hmm. what most people tend to do because we don't think about how to prepare for our marriage. We're thinking about how to prepare for our wedding. Yeah. But then the wedding's a day. So then the next day, now what? You know? Yeah. You're married. Yep. And that's where the real challenge, if you think like wedding planning is challenging, which it really is, um, wait until you get into marriage. There's a lot of, yeah, it's, it's joyful, it's great, you're working together as a team, but man, there's challenges, especially if you haven't lived together and you're trying to figure out your, your, your dynamics. And if you don't do things properly, you could like, I mean, relationships and marriages just get destroyed if you're not intentional. Um, but with us being intentional after our pre-cana with doing all this extra work, some things that we were able to do is we were able to go into our marriage debt-free. We paid off about $28,000. Yeah, collectively. Um, before we got married, we developed a lot of like spiritual habits in our relationship that trickled into our marriage that we continue to do we just grew so much like emotional intimacy learning more about each other and over and using that um in our marriage now we knew how to like de-escalate our conflict and learn how to forgive quickly mm-hmm. and that th- these all these things helped us to enter into our marriage with confidence because we felt we've developed the skills that we needed that successful couples have created in their marriages even before the marriage and like how how has that i guess like affected our marriage to this day it was a smooth transition into our marriage because whenever we come into conflict now We know how to navigate it for the most part. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we slip Mm because we're humans, but then we come back and talk to each other about it and we recognize that we could have communicated better, but at least we're aware. Yeah. I mean, if we didn't do all that work beforehand, we would have kind of just been winging it in our marriage and just kind of, it would have been a lot harder Mm -hmm. for sure. So. It's amazing, and we feel like we achieve, we were able to achieve all these things in our relationship by number one, by keeping Christ in the center of our relationship, always praying, always keeping Him, like seeking His will and discerning His will for us, and being more like Him. So important. Super important. But number two is by investing, investing, and developing our relationship skills. Because that's how we meet God halfway. Yep. He's not going to do all the work. Exactly. You can pray all you want, but if you don't know how to communicate together you and you create conflict, it's going to it's gonna hurt your marriage. It's going to hurt your relationship. Mm-hmm. So these skills were like super important. And that's why we do what we do. I mean, we, we found this problem. We found this problem that couples preparing for marriage in the church are just using the pre-cana programs to do that. It's not just a checkbox. Yeah. And yeah, and a lot of people feel that way too, right? 
like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to mar- get married in a church. I got to do pre-cana. And when you come into your your relationship thinking that way, like, oh, I got to do this for my relationship, man, it's going to be it's a struggle. not the right not attitude. Good. Not at all. So when we do that and we just think that a weekend retreat or an online course will prepare us for marriage, that's a big problem because there's a lot more work that you need to get done before marriage to make sure you're equipped. Yeah, it's not just a one and done. A relationship a relationship needs maintenance like how so many other things in life do. Mm. Like when you let's say you cut your hair, you're not just going to cut it once, you need to maintain it. So like in your relationship, you're not going to just get married and then that's it. You have to keep growing and learning and developing your relationship. Powerful. Exactly. And I mean, another thing that we notice, like with this pre-cana, like, and the holes of like preparing for marriage in the church is that it's not enough time frame wise. Like, let's think about it in a vocation. Like when we're like when a priest prepares for his vocation for the priesthood, it takes what? Years. Years. At least five. Yeah. Almost a decade, if anything, of studying reading the books praying discerning um and all this time but then like when you think about preparing a couple for the vocation of marriage what only a a three days or an online course like it didn't match up to us which is why we we knew that we had to do more there was more that needs to be done to prepare a relationship for marriage because it is challenging there's so many new things and new experiences, new dynamics working together that you need to have the skills in order for you to navigate that without it destroying your relationship early on. And to be honest, you don't even have to be engaged to start preparing yourself for marriage. You could be dating mm. or you could be single, preparing yourself to be the best spouse. Yes, I mean, that's all part of the journey to marriage, right? We didn't just start doing this when we were um, engaged. We did this um, during our courtship. We did this individually as individuals mm-hmm. uh, when we we're still single, stuff like that. So what we feel the new, the new way to prepare for a lifelong marriage that God is calling us to do is number one is to always pursue and keep Christ in the center that is going to be the glue. That's foundational. We should all know that. But number two is investing and developing our relationship skills and really going all in with mastering that rather than getting so caught up with the wedding planning. Yeah, because you need to have a relationship with Christ first. So Mm. how do you do that? You spend time with him. You talk to him, frequenting the sacraments. And then once you feel like you have a solid foundation there, then you're able to love your future spouse better. Boom. And then how do you do that? By spending time with them, by talking to them and going on dates. But it starts with Christ first. Definitely. So you can't have one without the other. These both foundational things need to be worked on in our relationship before marriage. If you really want it, you want to come into your marriage confidently 
And to create a marriage that doesn't just survive, where you're just kind of going through the motions, and but makes it create a, an abundant marriage, one that thrives, you know, um, in all areas. And yeah, I mean, that's how we feel. That is the way. That's the new way that we should really be intentional before the wedding day, whether we're single, we're dating, we're engaged to be really intentional in our growth. So, I mean, that's been a game changer for the both of us and thanks be to God, right? Yes. And we're still learning. We're still learning in our marriage and it, does, it doesn't stop. We're always reading the books. We're always finding the courses. We're always finding the coaches, the mentors to help us grow to next levels. Because, because the more you know, the more you grow. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. So... With that being said, that's how we wanted to kind of talk about on our pod uh, on this episode. And for those of you who went through pre-cana or and are looking for ways to grow in your relationship, or you might not even have gone through pre-cana yet, and you're still you're in a relationship, you're dating, but you you you're resonating with everything we're saying. Like you want to create a Christ-centered marriage that thrives. That you want to just like master everything all the areas in your life and your relationship, these things resonate with you. We actually have a resource page. On our website, it has the books that we read when we were engaged, also when we were courting, that really helped us be intentional. Yeah, and in our growth. And we're always continuing to build out this resource page because again, we're on this journey with you. Like it's it's we still face challenges in our marriage, but we always try to find and create frameworks to help us get over those challenges. And when we do, we want to share that with you. And so we're continuing to update this resource page. And for you guys to get access to it, all you got to do is go to journeytomarriage.com slash resources to get access of all the books, the courses, the things that we recommend that we've used um, that has really enriched our relationship and our spiritual life. And we hope that it brings value to you on your journey to marriage. So that's about it, you guys. Um, and I hope you guys got some value from this episode. And until next time, future spouses, we'll be praying for you guys and your journey in marriage. Look forward to connecting with you all. Bye. Take care. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast so you can get notifications of future episodes. Secondly, would you mind doing us a huge favor? If you received value from today's episode, please share it with your friends. Then, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you, and this will also help us reach more couples preparing for the vocation of marriage. And lastly, if you want to go deeper with your life, spiritual, and relationship development, go to journeytomarriage.com resources to see a list of tools we personally recommend for your journey to marriage. Until, Until next time, time future spouses. spouses.